Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the 2022 opponents are revealed officially by the NFL for the Silver and Black, plus former Raiders getting interviews and landing new jobs. And of course, there's more Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders smoke. Plus, we'll talk about the fact that for the first time in a very long time, the Raiders have a very desirable job opening, GM and head coaching, and your calls and texts to close out the show. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Friday, January 21st, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. And remember, you can find it free and available on all platforms. And we're here on this Friday trying to close out the week really strong. And it's funny, man, usually when we close out the week really strong, we're going into a game. We're talking about keys to victory, what the Raiders have to do. This is the first Friday that we're actually talking about something that's not keys to victory in a very long time. But hey, we're going to be here to do it. We're going to do it all offseason long, all offseason strong. And we still have plenty to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And I think a couple weeks ago, I mentioned the 2022 opponents that the Raiders are going to be facing. But on Thursday, the NFL actually officially released it. And I don't know because the Raiders, they had put it out. They had tweeted it out. I think it was even on their website. So they put it out on Thursday. I tweeted it out. So I'm going to go ahead and go over it real quickly. Of course, at home, they'll be playing the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Those are division opponents. But then they'll also be playing the Arizona Cardinals, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, the New England Patriots, and the San Francisco 49ers. Those are all home games right there. Away, Broncos, Chiefs, and Chargers. No doubt about that. Division opponents. Also on the road, the Jaguars, the Rams, the Saints, the Steelers, the Seahawks, and the Tennessee Titans. So those are all the opponents that the Raiders will be facing in 2022. And on paper, it looks like a very tough schedule. One, it's not a real schedule. It's just the opponents. You don't know what kind of order it's going to be in. You don't know when the Raiders' bye week's going to be. You don't know when some of these cold games could be potentially cold. I mean, you just don't have any idea. It's just, you know, those are the teams. You know that's the only thing you know, as a matter of fact, those are the teams that they'll be facing in 2022. And also, on top of that, every single year, there's a team that was bad that's really good. And then every single year, year I feel like there's a team that was really good the year before that turns out to be bad so you don't know who that potentially could be that's also on the Raiders uh, schedule and on top of that the Raiders are a good team and I think they're only going to get better again a lot of people think that this could be potentially a, a rebuild I don't think this is a rebuild this is a team that's really good and I think that they all they need is just a little bit of extra work in the offseason adding some key pieces throughout free agency and the draft and then get back on that field and I think that they're going to be a really good team so even though that looks like a very tough schedule or tough opponents on paper one games aren't played on paper and two I think the Raiders are going to be up for it and I'm excited about those opponents especially those home games I mean if you're thinking about going to Allegiant Stadium if you're in Las Vegas or not I mean you got Arizona going to be coming to town you got the Patriots the Colts the Texans I mean that's so so but 49ers especially that should be a fun battle of the Bay even though it's not in the Bay it's in Las Vegas that'll be fun anytime the Raiders and the 49ers get together so uh, that's one I'm definitely looking forward to so that's a it's a tough list of opponents again on paper but again the games aren't played or won on paper also I mentioned the fact that former Raiders were getting interviews and also signing new deals how about former Raider first round draft pick cornerback Damon Arnett he signed a future reserve deal with the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, some folks hit me up on Thursday by Twitter and even on uh, my radio show and was like Q what do you think about this Damon Arnett to the Chiefs and I'll tell you straight up 
I don't care. <laughs> Not that I don't care. I mean, I guess that's probably the wrong way to word it, but that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, hey, I hope he goes to the Chiefs. I hope he's very successful or they feel he's successful and he's out there on the field. If Damon Arnett's out there on the field, and this is exactly what I said on the radio, I, I, whoever the quarterback is for the Raiders, I expect it to be Derek Carr, but whoever the quarterback is, if you see Damon Arnett on the field, you better go after him. I don't care who the wide receiver is, you better target him and target him a lot because Damon Arnett, in my opinion, is just not very good. So, hey, Damon Arnett's got a reserve future deal with the Chiefs, and, and that's nothing but just basically holding on to a roster spot throughout the offseason and get to training camp and get to the preseason. But there you go. Former first-round draft pick Damon Arnett is now on his third team in only a couple of years. The Raiders, then he went to the Dolphins, and now he's with the Chiefs. Also, while I'm talking about former Raiders, how about former Raider GM Reggie McKenzie? He actually interviewed with the Bears on Thursday for their open GM job. He's right now is a member of the Miami Dolphins front office. He's not the GM, but he's part of the player personnel. So it's cool to see Big Reg. I have no ill will towards Reggie McKenzie at all. So if he gets another opportunity to be a GM and he gets that chance with the Chicago Bears, I hope he does the most with it. I really do. I hope he goes out there. If he gets that job and is very successful, definitely rooting for Big Reggie. Again, I had nothing against him, have nothing bad to say about him. He did some good things while he was with the Silver and Black. He did some bad things while he was with the silver and black but again who has it <laughs> right I mean we saw John Gruden take over the team and completely change up the roster flip things up go and get his idea of what a Raider is and and try to build the team in his image and what he thought it should look like and some of the pieces worked out really well and some not so much so uh, when it comes to Reggie McKenzie I definitely have nothing bad to say about him and wish him all the luck if he does get that job in Chicago now this one's really interesting how about former Raiders running back coach Kirby Wilson Remember, he uh, retired uh, before the season started, and Josh Jacobs was kind of upset because that was his guy, really looked up to Kirby Wilson a lot. Well, he's got a new job, and it's in the USFL. He is now the head coach of the Pittsburgh Maulers. The USFL, it is starting back up in 2022. It's going to be some spring football. Matter of fact, April 16th, 2022 is when their season is supposed to get started, and uh, former Raiders running back coach Kirby Wilson is going to be the head man there with the Pittsburgh Maulers. And I've seen a couple other teams, and I don't really know their names off top, but but a couple other teams have former running back coaches uh, that were in the NFL as their head coaches as well. Matter of fact, a, a former Pittsburgh Steeler running back coach is also a head coach. I just don't remember what team, but uh, interesting. And, and you want to talk about rooting for a guy? Go ahead, Kirby Wilson. I'm not mad at you at all. I know Josh Jacobs was disappointed that, uh, he, like I said, he left, but he said he did it for reasons that he understood. So hopefully that whatever reasons he had going on in his life, hopefully that's a lot better now and he's able just to go and have some fun as the head man there with the Pittsburgh Maulers. So much luck out to uh, former Raiders running back coach Kirby Wilson. How about this? This will close out segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes of the day. Adam Shine from CBS Sports, uh, he was talking about, as many talking heads have been talking about, Jim Harbaugh, if he, is he going to leave Michigan? Is he going to go to the NFL? Will he be with the Raiders? Well, here's Adam Shine from CBS Sports on Thursday talking about the potential of Jim Harbaugh and what he thinks about him with the Raiders. I think if Harbaugh ever wanted to go back to the NFL, now's the time. He wants money and power. Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders, would give him both. Mark Davis has loved Harbaugh forever. He would hand them, in theory, John Grudenthal's contract. Harbaugh is a sensational coach in college and the pros. And what he did with the Niners, majestic. He turned them around. Remember what that team was before Harbaugh stepped in? He still wants that Super Bowl. Harbaugh, I have to remember was a former Raiders assistant, and he loved Raiders history and tradition. He was very close with John Madden. If he was ever going to go back to the NFL, 
Now would be the time. Last year, he made the college football playoffs. Last year, Harbaugh beats Ohio State. Might be the peak, the pinnacle. At Michigan, the landscape in college football has changed. He's never going to beat the SEC. He's going to beat Ohio State again. And Michigan, by the way, cut his salary last year. He's got to be looking at what Mel Tucker's making at Michigan State. Now, at the end of the day, and I want to make sure that I stress this, Harbaugh could brilliantly be using all of this to get more money from Michigan. Or he knows this is the rare, perfect opportunity to go back to the NFL. He could put together a great coaching staff with his old defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, available. I will always believe Michigan is everything to Harbaugh. But if he wants back in the NFL, the Raiders job is perfect for his personal checklist. And he would be amazing with the Raiders. And the Raiders know it. There he goes. That was Adam Shine right there from CBS Sports just talking about Jim Harbaugh and the Raiders adding more fuel to the fire. And there's plenty of smoke going on right now. And you know when they say there's smoke, there's fire. But I'm just not 100% sold yet that Coach Harbaugh is going to be on the sideline for the silver and black. I still kind of think that there's leverage being had here so he can get paid the money that he really wants to get paid by Michigan. But again, I could be wrong. That's just my gut feeling. But I'll tell you in segment number two why I'm not sold and also why it doesn't really matter because now for the first time in a very long time the job with the Raiders it's not a stepping stone it is actually a destination location it is a very desirable job I'll talk about that coming up in segment number two but I do want to talk to anyone and everyone about an incredible app for everyone who buys gas you need to know about it's get upside all listeners of the Lockdown Raiders podcast are making up to 25 cents per gallon of gas every single time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now and use the promo code touchdown you'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. And people who drive a lot are making a lot, up to two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's absolutely no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime you want to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's code TOUCHDOWN and the app is get upside. I also want to tell you about betonline.ag. Right now, it is the best time to get your gamble on. Why? Because it's the NFL playoffs, and that's when everybody likes to get their gambling on. BetOnline.ag is the number one spot for all your sports gambling all 2022. Football is king, no doubt about it, but there's college and pro basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, all that's going on, and you can take advantage of it. Just go to the website right now on your laptop or your mobile device, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's how you get started. BetOnline.ag is the fastest is an easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Plus, it's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Kind of want to talk about a couple different subjects here in the in the segment. And, and one is the fact that I'm not 100% sold that Coach Harbaugh really has a lot of interest in the Raiders or is going to have any interest in the Raiders. I know everyone's saying that if he wants a job and they offer it to him, he's going to take it. But I don't really know if he wants a job. And I don't know how much interest they have because they haven't made any kind of offer yet. There hasn't been any kind of interview request made yet. There hasn't been any of that stuff yet. So I don't know if they're just slow playing stuff, if they're not really as interested as a lot of people think they might be interested. I'm not too sure. But what I do know is that they have the ability to take their time. And this is different. This is unusual for the Raiders. And I really like this. And I know the last time they had a coaching change when Del Rio fired himself and then Gruden took over at the end of the 2017 season, the job was a desirable job. I mean, it was one of those jobs that you knew, hey, the team was good or you thought they were supposed to be good and Gruden was going to take over and just take them over the top, right? Well, that obviously didn't happen. He tore it all down and then had to rebuild it. And so now here we are. You know, now we're looking at this team a few seasons later and they just made their first playoff berth since that 2016 team. But now they look at themselves and they're in a position where they have no GM. Mike Mayock got fired on Monday and potentially uh, need a new head coach. You know, Rich Basaccia, he interviewed on Wednesday. Doesn't mean he's going to get the job. And I'll tell you, since they don't have a GM yet and he interviewed without the GM, I really don't think that he's going to get that job. But I could be wrong. We'll see what happens. But the thing about it is the Raiders don't have to rush like they used to. And they don't have to just settle on anyone or go get someone who, well, they just want to be a head coach. So they're desperately going to go to the Raiders, But you know, because they just need it so bad. They're not in that scenario. And most of the time when when they're looking for a head coach, right? It's not one that easy to get a head coach that's really good because the organization was such a mess. But now... It's completely opposite. The team is not a mess. It just came out of the playoffs. They have some pieces to build around. They're in Las Vegas with a brand new stadium, have awesome facilities in Henderson. I mean, this is a real desirable job. And on Thursday on Raider Nation Radio 920, I had Connor Orr from SI.com. And I know a lot of Raider fans think, oh, he's a he's an absolute Raider hater. Well, he put out a piece on SI that was great about ranking all the openings right now, the head coaching openings, the GM openings, and where they ranked. And you'd be surprised, but the silver and black came in number one. So I had him on my radio show and I was asking him, I said, hey, first of all, what's the criteria? What was the formula? How did you come about ranking these teams one through eight? Which one was the best and which one was the worst? Yeah. So, you know, I think what I tried to do was I tried to make an objective breakdown of this because every coach is different, right? Every coach is going to want different things. And so I kind of try to combine some factors there. What does the salary cap situation look like? What is the roster? What is the quarterback you're inheriting? What's the owner like? What's the area like to live in? All that kind of stuff. And so um, Las Vegas came out as number one for me, but that tracks with some of the insiders that I talked to during this coaching process where, you know, I was talking to some of these guys about these jobs and, and they were saying, you know, listen, uh, as surprising as it sounds, Las Vegas is going to be the job that everybody wants. So they've got a good roster. It's a great place to live. It's a good friendly income tax situation. I mean, you have a win-now veteran quarterback, and so it was uh, surprising but also not so surprising that I think they came, uh, they came out number one. So that's awesome. That's awesome to know that out of all the coaching openings right now, the Raiders is the most desirable one, and he broke it down right there. And look, he's not the only one that says that. Uh, I actually had Mike Sando on my radio show the other day from The Athletic, and he had the Raiders ranked in the top three. So either way you look at it, it's a really good job opening. So that means that the Raiders can take their time. They don't have to rush and go out and get a guy in fear of, well, he's going to go to another team. They're going to snap 
snag him up real quick. And I'll tell you, this is different for me. You know, covering the team and, and covering a coaching search has been different. Of course, the last time when they got Gruden, everyone knew. I mean, that last game of the season, of the 2017 season, when they were playing the Chargers, everyone knew that Gruden was going to take that job on Monday. So that's different. But before that, when they were going to hire Del Rio and there were so many questions about it, it's like, well, go get this guy. Go get that guy. And then they settled on Del Rio. And I remember I wasn't a fan of Del Rio. I was never a fan of Jack Del Rio as a head coach. I did think it was kind of cool because he had the ties with the silver and black, you know, being a guy from the Bay Area. I thought that was cool. And then, of course, that 2016 season happened, and you're like, man, this guy's cool. And he did do some good things. I don't want to, you know, discredit the guy. He did some good things, but then he lost the team in 2017, so he had to go. But, I mean, besides that, you really – the Raiders don't have the pick of the litter. They don't, they're not that team that it's like, okay, all these different guys are going to wait for them to call or that's the, the job that they're eyeing. That doesn't happen. You never, ever hear that. But this time around, you're hearing that, and that's a good thing. That's showing how the organization is changing. And, of course, I think everyone, a lot of people, not everyone, because some people are just anti-Harbaugh and they don't want him. But I think for the most part, people would love this combination. Ed Dodds as the GM, Jim Harbaugh as the head coach, Pep Hamilton as the offensive coordinator, and Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator. I think that that would be the dream team coaching staff. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if any combination of that's going to happen, but I think that that would probably be option A. And according to a lot of reports, they're saying that, you know, Jim Harbaugh would be interested in that job if he's offered it. Ed Dodds has held out. He uh, hasn't decided to take an interview with the Bears. He pulled his name out of the running. So a lot of people are trying to put those two and two together. Okay, Dodds and Harbaugh, they're familiar with each other. Pep Hamilton, he pulled his name out of the running the other day for a, a, a head coaching interview or an offensive coordinator interview. He decided, no, he's still in Houston with the Texans. And then Vic Fangio, he's just kind of out there after being fired from Denver. So I could see how all four of those could come together like butt cheeks. But I just, again, it just seems like it's too easy, right? But there is a lot of smoke around that idea. And we all know how that goes. Where there's smoke, there's fire. But you know, anyone who's listened to this show for even a couple weeks knows that I keep saying I think that Jim Harbaugh's, or his agent at least, is kind of leveraging the Raiders against Michigan so he can get that money in return. So I asked Austin Meek, who covers the, the Michigan Wolverines like a glove for the athletic, does a fantastic job. I asked him on my radio show on Thursday. Where is Michigan and Jim Harbaugh right now? Are they back at the negotiation table as far as contracts go? So we've reported that, that there have been some productive conversations between Jim Harbaugh and Michigan about a long-term extension. And Jim Harbaugh signed a contract uh, at Michigan just a year ago. Uh, they're really back in the same place they were after last season. He ended up signing a contract last year that paid him $4 million a year, made him one of the lowest paid coaches in the in the Big Ten, which I think was probably a tough pill for Jim Harbaugh to swallow as a guy who has accomplished so much in the game of football. But he did it. He swallowed his pride. He came back to Michigan and led Michigan to the best season that they've had in a long time. And I think now he feels like after that, he's in a position of strength to do what he wants to do, whether that's sign a long-term deal at Michigan or look at his NFL options. You know, people have said that uh, that he might feel – a desire to go back to the NFL at some point. My personal feeling was that after the, the season that Michigan just had, winning the Big Ten and finally beating Ohio State, that it would be tough for him to leave that right now. But it also might be his best chance and maybe his last chance if that's something he wants to do 
So I think he's going to take his time with this and look at all of his options before he makes a decision. So talking to Austin right there, it feels like that there's nothing that's just kind of like, yeah, this is going to be the decision. It feels like there's a a lot of soul searching that's still got to be done. And maybe Jim Harbaugh doesn't even know what he wants to do right now. But so many people are convinced that if the Raiders offer him, he's going to take that job. I'm just not 100% sure. Again, I think that uh, there's a good chance that he ends up back at Michigan in the fall and he's got a big fat contract that's going to put him right up there with some of the highest paid in college. Now, going back to Connor Orr real quick from SI.com, I asked him his gut feeling on Jim Harbaugh and what he thought would happen with Coach Harbaugh in the fall. I think if he gets an offer, I think he would go. Um, You know, I don't think this is necessarily him trying to draw salary out of Michigan. I think that, you know, from people I spoke to, it seems like he's, you know, he's accomplished all he can accomplish at, at the University of Michigan, right? Like, what else can you do besides beat Ohio State in a year and make it to the playoffs where you're going to get clubbed by one of the three teams that have all the good players. I mean, that's just the reality of college football, whereas he comes back to the pros, and I think that he could take a team to it. You know, everybody has a legitimate shot at, at turning things around a year or two and making a Super Bowl. So then there's that side of it, you know, and it's funny because that's the same argument I had when Matt Rule was at Baylor, and he got him to the Sugar Bowl, and everyone at Baylor, all the Baylor fans kept saying, oh, man, he's going to come back next year and do better things, and I kept saying, well, how much better can it get? You know, what, what else can he do? He's at Baylor. He's not going to go win a national championship. He's not even going to get into the college football playoffs if it's a four-team playoff. It's not going to happen, and he wants to go to the NFL so right now strike while the iron's hot so you know I mean it's just it's it's both sides you can play both sides and you can see an argument and you can make a great argument for both sides the difference is Matt Rule's not Jim Harbaugh and I think Jim Harbaugh will always have uh you know some some interest in the NFL or the NFL will have interest in him at the very least you know so if he doesn't decide to make the jump back to the NFL this year he can always approach it next year where Matt Rule he was different he had to do it right then while he was still hot and well you see what's going on in Carolina as much as I like Matt Rule it isn't really working out right now there was even conversation about him potentially getting fired this season or this offseason so uh, that didn't really work out very well for him maybe he'll get things turned around but again Jim Harbaugh is already experienced in the NFL he's already got some skins on the wall in the NFL so he's proven and he can make it happen and the NFL will always have an interest in him but the thing about this is that I think is the best is that the Raiders are in such a good position they could take their time Mark Davis could talk to different people interview different people he can go through uh, the list of potential potential GMs and and get in a room with guys and start talking to them and come up with a plan and figure things out because that is a job that people are willing to hold out and wait for. That's the thing. That's the difference that I haven't seen from the Raiders organization in a very long time. You tell me the last time the Raiders job was one of those where it's like, yep, we'll wait until they're ready to interview us or we'll hold out. We won't go take this job with this team, that team or the other team and leave the Raiders high and dry. The Raiders have an opportunity to actually take their time. It used to be they would take their time to get a head coach because they couldn't find one. They couldn't find one that, that desired the opportunity. You know, they would have one guy that they would have interest in. They'd ask him to interview like, Steve Sarkeesian. Remember when they wanted Steve Sarkeesian and then ended up being Lane Kiffin? Remember when they wanted Sean Payton and they ended up with someone else? Remember, I mean, there's so many coaches that they were interested in that would not even go and give them an interview. So now they're in the driver's seat where they can be patient, they can wait, they can talk to everyone they want to talk to and make a good decision for the franchise moving forward because now this team is in a position of power where it wasn't before. So Raider Nation, I know everyone's anxious. I'm anxious to see who the next GM and the next head coach is going to be if it's not going to be Rich Bisaccia. And I 
I want to see how this team is going to move forward. But the beautiful thing is we don't have to worry about it just being a, a quick rush to judgment decision. They could take their time, make the call, and get it right. The most important thing is getting it right. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I'll tell you about Built Bar. And I like to tell you about Built Bar. I tell you about them all the time. They've got a lot of great flavors to choose from. And if eating better, eating more healthy is one of your New Year's resolutions, you're almost a month into 2022, are you still doing it? Have you even started doing it? If you haven't or if you're struggling, one way you can get a really good tasting snack and have it be good for you at the same time is go ahead and invest in some Built Bars. They have a bunch of great flavors to choose from. They've got the Churro Built Bar Puffs. they got the Lemon Dip Cheesecake Built Bar Puffs. Ruby Chocolate is a favorite of mine, Built Bar Puffs. But then they got the regular Built Bars as well. Caramel Almond Delight, very good. Caramel Macchiato, very good. Coconut Brownie Chunk. Man, I'm telling you, it is fantastic. But there's a lot of flavors to choose from, and I know that there's some more limited-time flavors on the way. Check out the website like I do each and every day, Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order. And again, you're getting a healthy snack, a very good-tasting protein bar, which is rare to even say, right? Most protein bars taste like chalk, taste like cardboard, or just plain gross. Built Bars are not that way. They are fantastic, great flavors, and they're good for you. Check them out today, Built.com, promo code LOCK15. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with pride and poise in the 925. He's calling in to talk about what the Raiders need to do at the quarterback position and lets me know about a saying that I shouldn't be saying anymore. Here he is, pride and poise in the 925. Mr. Q, pride and poise from the 925. Uh, new booty. I want to introduce myself. I grew up in East Oakland, San Leandro. Uh, been a season ticket holder in L.A. and Oakland. Lived in L.A. during that stretch. It was great to see the Raiders down there. Uh, two kids, uh, both born Raider fans. They're young adults now. Wife came from a 49er family, uh, now a Raider fan. But you know how it goes. She tunes in, tunes out, until I started listening to Q this year. Now she wants to listen to Q, and that just says it all. The Raider Nation informative, Raider Nation smart, motivational, inspirational. says it all. Uh, what a crazy year this year, but what a fun ride. Um, I just want to say something to the Raider Nation. We need to keep car. Let's be uh, serious here. Uh, until someone can articulate a better uh, strategy, uh, he's the man. He's absolutely serviceable, and uh, if we're honest with ourselves, he hasn't had all the tools. He needs a number one. Think about the numbers he put up this year with rugs, and they fell off after, coincidentally, after, you know, the tragedy. And no Deshaun Watson talk. Uh, if we all know anything about the Davis family, we know there's zero tolerance for sexual misconduct. So that's a non-starter. Uh, Q, one thing you got to stop doing is that saying it's official as a referee's whistle because we know that isn't true anymore. Got Grin Barrett, and uh, look forward to uh, meeting you in person soon, hopefully. Um, just want to say, most important of all, just one baby. Raiders. There he goes, my guy, Pride and Poison, a 925. Thank you for the call. Welcome to the show. Appreciate your feedback, my man. And right now, car is definitely the best option. And I, I think it's okay to want better. 
I think it's okay for the team to, to look and say that they want better. But I'll tell you what they better not do is go in a different direction, decide to move on from him without a plan in place of how they're going to improve it. You don't move on from Carr unless you have an improvement. No doubt about it. You're right about Watson, his off-the-field issues, and really the only reason I brought him up the other day is because I was talking about Coach Flores, who, by the way, I think would be a great option at the head coaching position. I would have no problem with them going and getting him, but I know that Deshaun Watson wants to play for Coach Flores, so I can totally see all of a sudden those two names getting you know tied together, and uh, that's how that would come up. But you're right about uh, his stuff off the field. That wouldn't fly, and I've been saying that for a long time, uh, even when people were saying that, hey, go get Deshaun Watson, go trade for him. Those off-the-field issues, they definitely would not fly with the Raiders, especially with what they got going on these days, this past year. Could you imagine if they were to bring in Sean Watson, too? Oh, that would be – no, that, there would be no way that that would work. But, uh, yeah, good stuff, my man. I do appreciate you. Thank you so much for that call. Next up, I got a text from Stabler's Ghost. Hey, Q, it's your boy Stabler's Ghost from the Northeast. Anyone talking about moving on from Derek Carr is straight up nuts, especially if or when we get a new coach and GM. He is a leader, and he has the ear of every man on that roster. He's earned it. He'll be the link between the new regime and the locker room. He can ease any transition because he's done it before. He has carried this team plenty, and he was a top five in the league and had a career year. A better O-line would cut down on his fumbles. Carr should be revered, not pushed out. That is ludicrous. Keep up the good work, Q, and the nation stay proud, and let's keep rolling with a good thing. Raiders. That's from Stabler's Ghost. And, uh, again, kind of going back to the last call that I had from Pride and Poise, uh, unless you know that you have a, a better option at that spot, you better not even think about moving on from him again. If you have a better option and you want to take it from being good to great, I, I, I can see that. That's fine. If you feel in your heart that that's taking it to the next level, great. You know, the other thing about this, when you talk about Carr and him bridging the new regime with the players in the locker room and all that good stuff, he might not want to do that. You know what I mean? I, I think that we forget that, that he's been in the league eight years now. He's had multiple different head coaches, multiple different offensive coordinators, multiple different playbooks. A lot of players have come and go. You know, I mean, all kind of stuff. He might go and say, hey, you know what? I'm, I I, I want to be here. I want to get this thing turned around. I want to win here. But enough is enough. You never know. That could always come down the pipeline as well. That could be a twisted offseason that a lot of people aren't talking about. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Raider Izzy. He's calling to talk about the season the team had and also a thought on the coaching search for the Raiders. Here he is, Raider Izzy. What up to you, Raider Izzy? Um, phenomenal year, man, honestly. like I, It sucks we lost, but, um, uh, you know, uh, everything this team has been through, I'm, I've never been so proud in my life to be a Raider fan. I, really, we <laughs> overperformed would be an understatement, in my opinion, but a uh, phenomenal year. Um, have a thought about the coaching search. Rappaport put out a tweet. Um, yesterday, um, talking about Juan Daniels taking over at GM as, as an option, um, it kind of got me thinking. What if we went that route, brought back Bisaccia and um, Bradley? Um, I, I think Bisaccia earned another shot, in my opinion. And Bradley, honestly, we have so many pieces that are fit for his scheme. Um, and I know some of these guys are free agents, but, you know, Perryman, K.J. Wright, Casey Hayward, um, Faison, um, you know, the list goes on. Like, uh, it's honestly, we have a lot of guys that are his fit for his scheme. I, I don't really want to get rid of him. On the offensive side, Carr said something interesting. I want to say it was back in December. He had mentioned if it were up to him, they would run a two-minute offense at all times, 
and throw the ball all over the field. Why don't we bring back Masaccia, bring back Bradley, and bring in an offensive coordinator that will do what Carr wants to do? Let's be honest, the car's not going anywhere. So why not do that? Why not give him what he wanted and what, what he had in college? Uh, just kind of a thought there. I, I want to know your opinion on that, but I, I don't know who that guy is. i got to kind of do my research. Um, but I, you know, I kind of want to know your opinion on that. I'd love to give him that guy that's just that, you know, up, you know, like foot on the gas pedal at all times, up-tempo, offensive coordinator that's going to throw the ball all over the place. And then we can fill in via free agency to get those pieces that we need. You know, obviously we need to add to the receiving core and the O-line and such. But give me your thoughts. I'm kind of curious. Just something I'm kind of thinking about. But um, love the show as always, bro. Later. There he goes. That's Raider Izzy right there. And, well, it has been said that the Raiders have a top in-house candidate in Dewan Daniels. He's assistant director of player personnel right now. Izzy saying bring back Basaccia. Bradley, give Carr an up-and-coming offensive coordinator with some young, creative philosophies. And things can work out well. You know what? That is an option. That is something that we've talked about a couple times. But, yeah, it's definitely something that is an option. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but they could. And I keep going back to Tom Cable when he was the head coach and they brought in a young Hugh Jackson uh, with a, that was a very sharp offensive mind, and he was able to do some good things. And then eventually he was promoted to – Hey, coach, you know, so I can see that happen. It's similar to what the Cowboys are doing in Dallas with Kellen Moore being underneath Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore was underneath Jason Garrett, you know, and then he all of a sudden at some point will get elevated to that head coaching job. I mean, that's a that's something that could happen as well. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out. I don't think it's likely, but I wouldn't rule it out at all. Thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. It's always good to hear from you. Next up, and I just got a few more left before we wrap up the show. I got a text from Chef Nick from Denver. It says, hey, Q, Chef Nick from Denver here. Proud of the team this year we put up a real good fight on Saturday regardless of the blown call I knew we were not going to win with field goals if we want to compete with the Chiefs and Chargers every year this offense need to be potent and high scoring regardless of who we get a GM and head coach I think they need to make a big move in free agency or the draft or both I know this isn't a big year for quarterbacks but do you see this team moving up for a top receiver sitting at 22 you most likely will get the third or fourth best option at a position and can we afford to do that let's recharge and make a push next year Raiders that's from Chef Nick in Denver and thank you for the text my man and uh, yeah I mean you do need to get that number one wide receiver that's something I talked about on the radio on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday you know what's the number one priority in the offseason regardless of the GM and head coach when all that's said and done what's the number one priority after that a lot of folks said number one wide receiver and I do believe you've got to get a top notch wide receiver but I also think you've got to fix that offensive line you've got to put a lot of attention in the offensive line and repairing it making it back to being a really good unit where it wasn't a really good unit in 2021 they've got to get that offensive line improved and they definitely need to get a number one wide receiver I don't know if that means they're going to trade up for it but they have the draft and they have free agency so they should be able to make something work so thank you so much for that text up next got a call from Jordan in Oregon he's calling to respond to most known unknown his call from Thursday's show and then also wants to talk a little Jim Harbaugh here he is Jordan in Oregon hey what's going on Q just want to call in it's Jordan in Oregon Hey, uh, most, known, most known, unknown, really good call, really, really good call. Some of the takes that you had on uh, Mayock, Gruden, the whole dynamic. Um, I really I really agree with pretty much everything you're saying. I think there's some good points there. Um, one thing I did want to kind of piggyback on is the idea of Mayock, um, you know, 
you you brought up something along the lines of uh, may have kind of fallen on the sword in, in regards to like I think what you meant by that is like. Mayock has to take the brunt of all these bad picks, and uh, and also I think you know he's remained silent in the process. He's not like trying to say, "Oh, John picked picked uh, these picks; these were my picks." Mayock's been like a, a you know what we thought he is. He's a blue collar, says it how it is. He's not going to BS you. He's not going to blow smoke up your backside like he would say. He's he's just straight up. Like I feel like Mayock's a real guy. Which is which is a, a very good quality to have in in a general manager, but I also think Mayock knew going into this that if things don't go right, he's not going to have that excuse ever. And if Mayock ever wants, let's not forget the NFL is like a fraternity. You know, like, look at the coaches that are all left in the the playoffs right now. Three out of eight of them are like all best friends. This this is a fraternity. And you don't go down, you know, ever bad mouth and are slamming somebody else. That's just how the NFL works. If it don't work out, you move on. You don't go down ever saying why it didn't work out. Do you ever hear coaches, you know, like after they're leaving, giving every reason why it wasn't their fault? Not usually. Because usually that equals out of the league. But uh, the thing I wanted to bring up, my point, is uh, all the Harbaugh news, Q. I'm pretty fired up about that. I've, I've been kind of reserving judgment on that. And I think, you know, after actually looking in and doing a little bit of digging at, at what Harbaugh's strengths are as a coach, not just the name Harbaugh, but, like, what does this guy bring to the table, I think he's a great fit for the Raiders. And this could just be me getting excited like I always do about Raider news, but just looking into the, the details of this, his biggest strength, if you, if you just look around at everything that's been ever noted or, or uh, statistical about Harbaugh, his biggest strength is the trenches. The trenches. And what do the Raiders really need right now? It's somebody to come in on that O-line and get us fixed up there, get that run game going, and, and get an offense that's not as predictable well, also, also not letting go of what we've established on defense. And then Jordan ran out of time. But I get the gist of your call. Good stuff, my man. Uh, great response to most known unknown. I think you guys are pretty much on the same page. And you're right about Mike Mayock just kind of not going to ever throw someone under the bus. That's just not who he is. And uh, you're right. A lot of guys in the NFL aren't going to do that anyway because they want to make sure that they have that opportunity to get another job. Uh, as far as Jim Harbaugh, I mean, there's a lot of things to like about him. No doubt about it. I'm just trying to make sure that Raider Nation doesn't get their heart set on him. And then, like I did in 2017, before they hired Jack Del Rio, I just knew Jim Harbaugh was going to be the guy. And then all of a sudden he went to Michigan. You know what I mean? He went to Michigan, and the Raiders never had a chance. And then they ended up with Jack Del Rio. And it ended up okay. But, man, I thought it could have been a whole lot better. So don't set yourself up for failure. Don't get your heart set on one guy. Realize that there's a lot of good quality guys that could be out there. And, again, like I mentioned in segment number two, the whole point of segment number two, the job is so desirable that someone good is going to want to be the Raiders head coach and the Raiders GM so that's something good to get excited about and uh, finally we're going to get a call from Percy he's calling to talk about the show on Wednesday where I talked about officials and excuses and stop blaming others for a loss of a game here he is Percy hey Q hey this is uh Percy hey uh I just heard your show from Wednesday man uh I do that was a that was an awesome show I thought you know you basically said what I was saying and um a couple people that I know you know, we can look at the roughs all day, 
point out that one play, especially, you know, that call in the second quarter. But at the end of the day, I felt like that was not the reason why we lost. I think uh, Raider Nation knows that we have had some calls go against us, you know, throughout the history of the team. But I feel like this one, you know, it, as bad as it was, I don't feel like the reason why we lost. What we, to, was most uh, concerning to me was that last drive. I mean, uh, we take a spike, spike the ball, and then that the two worst plays I believe that cost us the game was that horrible pass that Carr threw to Waller on that out route, which made absolutely no sense. And then even the last play of the game when he, he got picked off, but if you go back and look at the play, as Zay Jones catches the ball, he's going to be short tackle short of the goal line anyway. I'm like, how are you not even throwing the ball in the end zone? So that, you know, I feel like that's major reason why we lost the game. You know, we weren't prepared and we didn't execute. So that's just my two cents on it. Uh, if anyone has anything bad to say about you and how you threw it out there, uh, I don't know why. You just, the Raiders should be accountable for that loss because in my opinion, man, that was a very winnable game. All right, talk to you later. There he goes. That's Percy. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you summed it up. I, I can't say it any better. I went into great detail. Some people appreciated it on Wednesday. Some people didn't. But that's how I roll. You know, I'm going to do what I do. Uh, I was passionate about it, and I decided to talk about it. So uh, it's just something that I do. So thank you so much for uh, the call. I do appreciate it. And thank everybody for the calls and texts that we received all week. And on today's show, I went a little bit long with the calls and texts. want to try to get as many in before we close out the week. So that's all I got for you Raider Nation hopefully you have a great weekend enjoy some good football and uh, do what you got to do before we wrap up before I get out of here I do want to shout out to my oldest son Kimani who passed away two years ago tomorrow so uh, that'll be one of those days that uh, you know around the house it'll be a little little sad a little somber and everything but at the same time try to keep our spirits alive and keep his spirit alive by thinking of all uh, his great memories so uh, anyone who's been rocking with the podcast for quite a while knows what all went down a couple years ago on tomorrow's date so uh, just keep us in your prayers and thoughts and everything Raider Nation we're a big family so I don't mind sharing uh, you know personal stuff with everybody here on the show I appreciate you as always take care of yourself take care of your family and uh, we'll talk again on Monday Raider Nation as always just win baby